Okay, I am doing a Friday's podcast here at 12.36 a.m. I'm going to discuss a continuum of yesterday's podcast, or today's earlier, but by the time it airs, it'll be yesterday's. I'm not sure how long this podcast will be. Uh, I'm going to be as calm as I can because I'm feeling uh, sick right now. Uh, but I just read Sebastian Bach sharing a link about the gun control thing. And I understand these people, they, they're in danger. If you're a church, if you're a synagogue, if you're a concert, if you are a, any American, before you know it, it'll be our shopping centers and everything else. This is a different world we are living in today. And you've got different forces involved here. Satanic forces to destroy this nation. You've got the deep staters who want to over undermine our Constitution and Bill of Rights. You've got crazies on these drugs. And I just read an article from the New York Times from June of this year who pointed out these drugs may be causing some of our problems today. And it includes ibuprofens. It includes... Blood pressure pills and acid reflux. So it's not just the psych drugs here. There's 200 plus drugs that have depression, suicide, harmful thoughts involved with them. And we overprescribe these things. Uh, doctors overprescribe these things. And then you've got the returning vets and Marines and people like that. This this guy that shot up today, I didn't know nothing about him today when I was reporting on him. He was a Marine. He obviously had post-traumatic stress disorder. You got that to deal with. You got crazy people to deal with. People that are not right. And I think sometimes they overprescribe this mental illness stuff. But at the same time, you can't rule out mental illness because it does exist. Don't ever take away that I've said that mentally ill people don't exist because they do exist. But this narrative that common sense gun control is going to save you from these types of events, isn't. Not, that's not what's going to save you. I'm going to discuss, and I'm no expert, and I would talk with experts. I would hire former police officers if I was in a club or anything. And I got an uh, interaction. Uh, I'm going to. Uh, let me pause for a second. I will deal with the Twitter feeds as soon as I'm through recording the podcast. Uh, it's not that I'm trying to ignore these people. Uh, I want to say what I'm going to say. Because this came in at the time I was thinking about something. Like, say, if I had a club or a church... 
And I don't care what the law says. It is my responsibility and my private property. If it's my private property, it is my responsibility to protect my patrons. To protect my artists if I'm a club. we got to get this conversation started. We've messed around with the common sense gun control enough. That's not going to save you. There is mental illness out here. There are people that will deliberately do these things to take away your rights. You've got all these forces. You've got the devil involved. You've got demonic forces that's against this nation. You've got mental illness. These are all problems. These are all problems. People who study this stuff knows it. Paddock. There's a lot of stuff involved with that Vegas thing. There's a whole lot. It was bigger than we've ever been told, as I discussed yesterday. Bigger than we were told. But here's what I would do if I had a club. I would hire former people that were involved into this security field. I would constantly scan my bar, my club... I'd know where all the exits at, all the, and I'll have them mapped out. I'd do some other things that I wouldn't tell on the air because you wouldn't want to tell all your security preferences, but you could make some preparations. You could do this stuff every night. Hope for the best, prepare for the worst. And I know it would probably cost you a lot of money to do this. Maybe it wouldn't cost you a lot of money. Maybe do your own research. Do what you can to secure your everything. Hopefully you own your parking lot. A lot of times you don't. Sometimes you get these places in these big towns. They don't even own their parking lights. But if I actually had a parking lot attached to my thing. Well I would uh, be watching who comes in and out of my parking lot. And I'd probably even have it gated off. And they'd probably be somebody letting you in at the gate. We would constantly scan for this stuff. You wouldn't get in my club with a gun. Indeed, you would be fully checked before you went in, and there would be a body scanner at the door that you come in, and no other doors would be allowed to come in if you didn't come through the metal detector. Uh... I'm always thankful when people are nice to me. and But I have always, like say, I used to carry the waste bag. And I've always fully unzipped it and showed it to them. Even though I respect my right of privacy. Because I want them to know that I'm safe. I want to be safe and I want people to be checked. Now, at the same time, I got this bad treatment at a concert one time, asking me that if it was I was a terrorist. <laughs> and I'm sitting there thinking, in my wheelchair, duh, I'm not going to tell you if, if I'm a terrorist. That's not the way you do it. But at the same time, I want security. I want to know when I'm entering that place that I'm safe, and I want to go home, and I want to enjoy my show. Without being harmed. And if I was running a club, I'd want my patrons to be safe. So this is to you club owners out there. 
You got to start taking because the law can't always help you. Sometimes they won't help you. Look at that with Tucker up there and his wife barricading herself up when them anti-five violent thugs was outside their house. And the sorry, wretched police department wouldn't even do nothing. That's because most of the time these towns are involved with these crooks. These crooks and anti-five. We're going to have to protect ourselves. We're going to have to look out for each other. We're going to have to look out for each other. If you run a club, you owe it to your customers. You owe it to the bands that play on stage like Sebastian Bach. Like any of these people. And I'm getting more interactions. You owe it to your patrons. You owe it to yourself. Because just imagine how bad your life's going to feel. Now, if it happens anyway and you did everything you could to prevent it, because you're never going to prevent nuts, it's impossible. You're never going to stop bad people from doing bad things. You can put all the amount of gun control in there you want to, but you're never going to stop it. So I say if you're a church, if you're a synagogue, if you are a club owner, you run a venue, a sporting event. Now these things ISIS constantly called for terrorist acts against these places. Uh, but you don't just have to worry about ISIS. You got all these forces at play. You don't, it don't have to be a terrorist. It can be just a man who's gotten mad at a woman or something else or gotten mad at somebody. Like for instance, that church shooter last year. In, in Texas. What did he do? He got mad at the mother-in-law and he shut up the church because he was mad at the mother-in-law because this guy was crazy. You can just have a person snout. And I have this intent, uh, this thought, not intent, I have this thought. It's in, I think in the intention of the person that would do this stuff, which is what I was trying to say. If they got will uh, will to harm people, they're going to get that gun any way they can get it. If they have to go steal a gun, they're going to steal a gun. If they have to go buy it on the black market, they're going to buy it on the black market. They're going to do whatever it takes to hurt the amount of people that they want to hurt. So all your gun control laws do is harm good people. From getting guns. People that would not use them unwisely. People that would use them for self-defense. Like they should be used. So I'm telling you, if you're a church, you're a synagogue, you're a place of worship, you're a place of entertainment. This is, this is not the old world anymore. We've been far beyond the days where we could keep our doors unlocked. You know, there's a song, it was a different time, a different world. There's a country song that goes on about that. Those days are over, but now we're in a whole new ball game. We're out here with people that have been trained that there's no guide. We're out here with a people that are messed up, that are playing violent video games, and I'm not blaming the video game. Their brains have been programmed to do this stuff. They, they, 
Then you got people returning home from war that are messed up. You've got all different forces. You've got people that's raised to hate America. People that hate Jews. People that hate Christians. People that hate people on color and race and creed or whatever. Hatred. We're living in the world that the Bible describes as the days of Noah. The days of Noah have returned. That is what we're living with today. And you gotta prepare for that. You gotta make preparations. And one of them is not taking away the guns. One of them is getting wiser with security. And you still, it still might happen. It's not gonna be an answer, but it will be a better answer than what we're living with today. And I know they say about security and peace, but we're not talking about a government security here. We're talking about people, individuals getting together, watching out for each other. American citizens watching out for American citizens. Like, if you come into my place, I have a responsibility to protect you. It's my responsibility. If you're, if you're in my concert venue, you're in my... And Paddock couldn't have been stopped. The creature or creatures that was involved say it was bigger than Paddock. Like, there's some Secret Service tales out here. That floated around in the Infowars and the Hagman and Hagman department. And you make sure you go read it up. I'm not trying to put out false information here. That suggested that Paddock might have been a gun runner. And it was a gun deal called wrong. Check this stuff out for yourself. Don't take my word for it. I'm not reading all the articles right now. I'm just talking... From the heart telling you that it was bigger than what we known. But even so, it was so high up. There's no amount of security could stop that. Unless the hotel did some. And the way he did things. Other than him coming back and forth, he was nice to people. He taught the people. They just assumed he was... When I saw the videotapes, even I wouldn't have been suspicious of him. There was people... Getting out of the elevator that I saw getting off the elevator with him that I would have been more suspicious of than him. He fooled you. He could fool you. There's no way you could have stopped that. And your gun control wouldn't have stopped it. So like I said, I don't know how long Friday's edition is going to be. I've done 14 minutes so far. Which would be a normal podcast. Uh, I want to discuss something else before I close. I listened to Hagman and Hagman tonight, and it was from the day after election day. And Pastor Langford was on. And the good news is, in all the bad news, Jesus Christ is watching over us. He's watching over us as a nation. And no matter what harm they have intended for us, God always turns their harm around on us for good. That was a good show to listen to. So what we need to do, we need to pray for our veterans, and particularly the ones suffering from mental illness. The guide will prevent them from doing things that would harm themselves or others. We need to pray for these mentally ill people in our country who intend harm for us. Pray that somehow or another God intervenes and turns them around, either lets them get caught before they do it, or... They turn themselves in 
And we need to pray for our nation. We need to pray for all these clubs and venues. And I know what the God Hates Church says. They say that this wrath has been brought on by our actions. And it may or may not be. But I don't think so. Because I don't think God would be shielding us at the same time as, and punishing us at the same time. Maybe He would. I see evidence that God's shielding us. Because even though things are bad, it could be a whole lot worse. And it seems like God's taking an active stand right now. And people can laugh. People can make fun. No matter what, they have not been able to derail Trump. Even their current election did not derail him. I think Trump is only president right now because God allowed it. You can think about about his person and all this. God doesn't judge by none of that. Look at the people that God aligned himself with in the past. He don't judge based on failures. He judges based on the heart. In, in Donald Trump's heart, he wants to see this country better for all. He wants to close the doors to the illegal alien crisis. Whether you like it or not, God established the borders, the nations, the languages, etc., and even the laws and the rules of that land. Now, I know there's been times that people got really bad deals, but I think even God had a hand in that. I've told you my thoughts on the, and I don't have no wigs, there's not, it's not, there's not a Bible and chapter and verse on that about America. But I think God put in these forefathers' heart. You see, he saw the, the Roman Empire with his own eyes, with his own two eyes while he was here on earth as Jesus Christ. And I think somewhere in his heart, he was sparing, he was going to be sparing to his believers in the future. Because he prayed for them. He actually prayed for them before he went to the cross. And I think a part of that prayer, and there's a lot of preachers that will tell you otherwise, these limp-wisted preachers. But I think in his heart, he had mercy on his believers. And he gave them a land that they could live and survive. Now we've gave that land up little by little to the globalist. But I think even in these last days, he's raised up a, a rim rent to stand up against that. And I think Donald Trump is a head of that rim rent. He's not the main one, but he's the one that God picked to be the ruler. If you get what I'm saying. That's just my view. And I'm not worshiping him. I'm not falling into the spell of... Because we do not worship men. We worship the King of Kings and Lord of Lords Jesus Christ. If you're a Christian. That is who you're, That is who God is. He's Jesus. So I thank you for listening. we got to watch out for each other. Your gun control is not going to help. Uh... But there are things you can do. We can pray for our nation. Pence closed out Dalton, Georgia up here with that message. Get down on your knees and pray for your nation. You're hearing my fan in the background. If you're wondering what that noise is, it sometimes sounds like water running. and Sometimes I've thought it sounded like traffic. <laughs> it's my fan. I have to keep my fan on. I, I get stuffy. If I get stuffy, I get where I can't breathe. Uh, so uh, thank you for listening. I don't know what I'm going to do when the frost comes. Those are tough times because I get used to listening to my fan rolling. 
And when the frost comes, I can't turn the fan on because it freezes my butt off. <laughs> uh, just keep praying. Let's pray for a brighter day. And they laugh at that. But my prayer is right now, whatever's going on in these individuals that's going to do this, that may guide, hinder it, unless it's a part of his purpose, to get something done overall that's not being done. Sometimes God allows bad things to happen for a reason. What Satan intends to harm you with, that was what Pastor Langford was talking about tonight. What Satan intends to harm you with, sometimes God intends for a better good. And I, I, I know I, it's sad. I don't understand what good could, maybe if just sparking the thought of talking about this situation. Thinking about what we could do to prevent it. And trying to prevent it. Uh, maybe that might be the good that comes out of this tragedy. I don't know. I'm not trying to say that's good. It's horrible. It's terrible. We dealt with a death, of, a mysterious death on our family that affected me, my mother, her half-sister, her father, my grandfather, and even my grandmother, my sister. We were all concerned about Winston. We never knew what happened to Winston. And we all had our ideas but it was such a, a shoddy death. It was such a there was such a conspiracy about it that we didn't know what happened, and it affected generations there. It affected her half sister. It affected me. It affected her. Death is horrible, and it was done by a gun of all things. And guess what? None of us call for gun control. Now I don't know about her half sister. We didn't really have much to do with their side of the family. But none of us call for gun control. Indeed, we support guns. And with that, I close. Thank you for listening and keep praying for this nation. Pray for your world. Because there's bad things happening to the world. Look at poor Europe right now. Pray for Europe. Pray for America. Pray for the UK. Pray for France and Germany. France has been ruined. France has been ruined. 